Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square NX Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, all those places, thank you, thank you, thank you. While you're there, give us a like, give us a subscribe, turn on those notifications, everything you got to do to feed the algorithm. I'm Mike Byrne, your host, as always. Happy to be here with you. We're ready to talk about some Final Fantasy XIV and then the Square Enix uh, or Square Enix Direct, right? I mean, that was basically <laughs> as basically what it Might was. As well, then. Yeah, this week was Nintendo Direct, but uh, basically it was the Square Enix show. So we'll go through all of or, that as well. Or the the Life Simulator Direct. Right. Right. God damn. <laughs> right. If you're new around here, give us a follow on Twitch. We're doing the show live. Chat chiming in as always. And all those socials are right there on readycheckradio.com. So you can just head to the website and find them all there. Joining me to go over all of it, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. Uh, it's been a rough two weeks, but uh, I want to give a big shout to everyone that's clearing P8S this week for the first time. Good on you. But a little asterisk, it was harder back in 6.2. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a Barry Bond situation, right? We got to start passing out the old asterisks to everybody. Also- it's like you cop. Also on the line, Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos? What's up? Just, just like everything, apparently. I mean, you can put that asterisk on everything. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We're going to talk about it because, yeah, I mean, we don't often see, like, raids uh, of any type in Final Fantasy XIV uh, drastically nerfed. It's been a while. It's been a while. Mm, it's been yeah. a while. Like, I remember, obviously, back in the day, A Realm Reborn, Twintanya, famously, after a few weeks, got some nerfs thrown in there as well. And we've had... That's not to say that there haven't been minor alterations in fights, but as far as flat-out nerfs, we, we normally, particularly with just health pool drops, uh, along with other things, not something we see all the time, but we did see it this week. Before we get started, though... Uh, it is important to note that according to an interview, the next expansion storyline is finalized. Now, that doesn't mean it's done and completely written like all the dialogue. It's not complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the major story beats and most of the minor story beats Yoshi P is saying are finalized. Now, Takao was asking us before the show in chat, like if we do prediction shows, and we don't really like do a full prediction show here like we do on... MMO bomb to wrap up the year and start a new year and we make a bunch of predictions across the industry but the three of us have been known to make predictions sure to go wrong on various <laughs> content in patches things that will appear in live letters how long live letters will be and so Takao wanted to pose this question speaking of the next expansion maybe like a hot take maybe uh, saying that Final Fantasy XIV's next expansion is going to be considered a big disappointment now whether or not to cal actually believes that themselves or not that we're just kind of batting it around as a as as they say a shower thought but i'll throw it to you uh tark what do you think is there the chance that the next expansion is a big disappointment compared to how previous expansions have been received 
Are we just talking about just MSQ? In general, like the and expansion the whole... itself. The expansion itself. Uh, okay, so I guess we're just talking about 7.0 because everything after that's pretty pretty much formulaic. We, we know what we're getting. Um, I'm going to say compared to Endwalker, it might be a step down um, just because we had the, this you know, eight, nine-year culmination of story that finally is paying off in the end. And some people will find that some of those pieces, you know, miss the mark, um, like Ensinger, maybe Xenos. Um, but I, you, you got to start kind of from a ground level at, at some point. You got to kind of reset things. So maybe in that point, it's a disappointment, but I'm welcoming of a, of a reset of going towards new found adventure, six, patch 6.1. Um, so I'm not going to call it a disappointment myself, but I could see other people leaning in that direction. What do you think, Kronos? The expansion as a whole, all the way from start to finish. And obviously, think- obviously a failure or a disappointment, right, is, is subjective, we kind yeah. of have to compare it to previous expansions, of which I think we would all agree there are higher and lower expansions. Whether you enjoyed all of them, you may have, but you certainly have a favorite and a least favorite among them already. Is there a greater opportunity that the 7.x line ends up being the most disappointing of all the expansions, even if you end up enjoying the expansion as, uh, you know, as, as a standalone piece? Um, I mean, I think there's a chance for it to be my least favorite, but a, a big disappointment. I don't know. I don't even think I consider Stormblood a big disappointment. I know some people might go that far. Um, like I don't really like Stormblood particularly for its MSQ. Um, I think it's all right. Uh, but the raids are really good, so if that counts too, I think that's like a point. Yeah, yeah. We're talking like the whole thing is over. Um, we're headed into eight point oh. You're looking back at seven. Yeah, I, I'd be hard-pressed to say it's going to be a big disappointment. I think the team does a good enough job even when I have my complaints, and I'm a pretty pessimistic person, You honestly. usually are. You no. usually are. Um, <laughs> no way. No, surely not. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just think the team is really good at what they do in general, mm-hmm. even when I have my complaints. Um, that I don't, I don't think I would make the call that it would be a big disappointment. I'd probably maybe, like, a, like Tark said, like a step down just because it's going to be like a fright like we don't really know where they're going right whereas like every other one mm-hmm. we've had somewhat of an idea i mean we have an idea now but like the grander scheme was pretty obvious i think yeah before. and that's something like, i said in chat before the show began was a- anytime um, you do a reset like this to kind of go off and tell a new story yes there'll be some characters that we see along the way but new cast of characters new main story this whole arc over multiple expansions is done anytime you set off to go do something new you run the risk of it not being what your fan base has come to expect or wants from you yeah i i mean i don't know yeah, if i'd I say know. i i think it's definitely possible i'm thinking I, I i think it's i think it's probably more possible with this than any previous expansion because of the way they're opening themselves up into telling a new story however that said I'm going to go with no, like probably not a huge big disappointment across the board. I still think Stormblood was such a lull in in things that that'll probably be my least favorite expansion when 7 is all set, uh, 7.x is all said and done. But yeah, I mean just they they're just smart enough I think to to know how to carry old into new 
just yeah. enough to make sure that things are kept on an even keel uh, and, and not too big and or too low as far as the spikes and valleys go, Tark. No, or maybe that's just um, me being optimistic, though, too. I can totally I, understand. I, I will be biased. I am optimistic. Uh, I, I like to be optimistic. I'm, I'm the opposite of Corona, so I want to see the good in this game because I am such a fanboy for it. But I do see its critical flaws, too. Uh, I will say that if we go to Mericidia, um, kind of like when we went to Heaven's Ward, you know, having dragons is a big plus in my book. So if we go to Mericidia and have dragons, maybe that's just enough to, you know, get the peaks of every, interest of everyone hyped up a little bit. Dragons. Everyone loves dragons. Yeah, Takal pointing out, too, that, like, you've had two bangers of expansions. Like, True. you, it's going to be hard to you know over the last four years across two expansions it was just delivering at so, such a high level and, I, and maybe and maybe maybe you don't totally agree with Shadowbringers again this is to Cal's point or Endwalker individually but they were two very very well received expansions it's kind of like well is there anywhere to go but down from that type I'm, of position that, so I think that's a different question though personally I think the Saying something's a big disappointment versus saying, is it going to be worse than Endwalker and Shadowbringers? Not the same thing. No doubt. To me. No doubt. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. yeah. So like, if you're asking me, do I think the next expansion is going to be better than Shadowbringers or Endwalker? That's tough. That's a tougher question. That's a much tougher question. Yeah, no doubt. I think Shadowbringers is insanely good. I have my problems with Endwalker, but I still think it's great. Uh, but I think Shadowbringers is nearly perfect. Um, it's an interesting so. thought experiment. So we'll throw it to you as well. Throw uh, your comments on YouTube and over on Ready Check Radio, let us know. Uh, what do you think the opportunity for disappointment is in 7.x? Let's uh, let's get some updates. We didn't have a show last week. We talked about like what we would do. We, we had topics we wanted to discuss, but there was like nothing news-wise on the 14 front or square front with Nintendo Direct coming up. So we batted it around, and I say, you know what? It's been a while since the guys had a, a night off. I give you the night off. Uh, so we're going to bring one or two of the topics that we had planned for last week. But let's get an update. And I wish we would have had a show last week because, Kronos, how's Ultimate going? Uh, it's dead. Yeah, buddy. It was dead in time yeah. for last yeah. week's show. Congrats, sir. Yeah, yeah we uh, we hit like 2% in rage a couple times like last Sunday. And I was pretty confident it was going to die our next raid day. And it died. So... Yeah, yeah, we got the clear. We're still trying to get a little couple of reclears before we call it quits, but we're already we're already in Savage now. So, very nice. How are you doing in Savage? So, I've cleared up to eight. Um, like I haven't cleared eight yet, but I'm on eight. And as a group, we went in one night, and we're we're on we're, we've seen Enrage on seven, so we'll be on eight shortly too. Nice, nice. Hey, Tark. How, yeah. How's like the how's the ultimate prog go going, buddy? No, we talked about this last time. I, I, I know, but it's, it's been over. It's, it's been two weeks. I was wondering if you had any new free company auditions. <laughs> <laughs> they did an audition and then they just disband the next day. Like, oh, sorry, dude. Why'd you <laughs> audition me if you knew the the, the stage play was just going to shut down the next day, you jerks? No, I I, I haven't uh, looked for that. Oh, look, once we finish Savage, I'll start poking around at Ultimates again. I think... Uh, the, the team I went and did Ukab with wants to go back into Ubu and get some totems there. Um, so we might be doing that. Little little backtracking. But uh, yeah, it's all good. What about Savage? It'll come. Savage, we cleared P... 
5S uh, week one, 6S week two. Um, we got both the reclears done pretty early this week, so that's encouraging. Um, sometimes that, that backtracking of progress uh, can bite my group in the butt. But uh, we did good on those first two fights, and we've seen about an hour and a half of P7S, and it looks pretty manageable. Um, it's an okay fight. Nothing too special to write home about, but it's it's all right. Nice. Nice. Thank you so much, by the way, Koruko, for the uh, follow. Much appreciated. Closing in on 600. I think we need like three more to hit 600 followers here on 403 Twitch. More. 403 more. 403 that, more. Well, that's, that's to get the Kronos dancing after the show. Yeah, we got to hit that 1,000 mark. Slash new host. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> right. You should have just recorded me after we killed the ultimate. <laughs> you should have recorded yourself, and then you could just swap it. How's yeah. that, How's everybody's island sanctuary going? Are we all? I mean, I Kronos. I know you're capped. I saw a tweet that you have one of the three mounts. I think, or did uh, you get us? Did you I, you got two and are missing one? I can't I, remember. I what have the tweet three. Was. I have three and I'm missing one. You have three and you're missing one. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did finally uh, go ahead and buy my minion. I felt like a safe enough progression point. I'm just about to ding. <laughs> I'm just about to ding nine. Uh, on the thing. It's just, it's literally one of those things that you know, I just, I do once a day, you know, uh, I'm not, sure. I don't have daily quests right now. So I go in and take care of the crops and take care of the animals and maybe, uh, gather my, my things set up the next day or two of builds. And then I'm off. Like I don't spend a ton of time in it. So the progression, once you hit eight, like really, or really slows down. <laughs> Yeah, like it starts slowing down at about six ish, six and seven. But when you hit eight, if you're not like just out there farming ten experience over and over and over again, it does pr slow down pretty substantially. Um, building things, having your people build is, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take care of your animals and crops." And I was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, here's a fee." And I was like, "The fuck you will! You ain't taking care <laughs> of anything. I need these for a minion." <laughs> So yeah, I did pick up my minion Tark. Have you you were I like just ready to ding nine or had just ding nine last show? Are you ten now? I'm ten. Uh, I've got all the rare animals. The alligator, the gobu, and the paisa were giving me absolute fits, but finally got all three of those done. So my pasture is all complete. Everything's expanded and upgraded. So now it's just the the daily you know do the things, collect the currency and get some mounts. So I got two of the vegetable mounts and I'm still uh, waiting to get some more currency for the bike and the last vegetable. Nice. Nice. So what, what are you doing these days then, Kronos? Are you just like setting up your orders for X days and then just coming back and I until you much, can buy the, min, the, the final mount? Yeah, I pretty much pop in. I harvest the crops. I replant the crops. I do the animals. That I send my venture dude out to get the rare stuff, yeah. and then I spend most of the time maximizing, like looking at the uh, supply and demand chart, and yeah. then I just I'll, I only look a day ahead. I don't do multiple days, yeah. so I that's, I spend. That's maybe, the same thing I do. Since I, the only time I'll set it up is if like I'm like I'm gonna be so busy tomorrow. I don't. I'm not gonna get a yeah. chance to get on well, Final Fantasy. If I do that, I just set that as my off day typically. Yeah. So like um yeah I just yeah so I spend like 15 minutes on there. That's pretty much it every day. Nice. Now, we did actually have some Final Fantasy fourteen news this week. Like, straight news. Yeah. As I teased at the top of the show, something we very rarely see, the Final Fantasy fourteen team has made changes, has nerfed the uh, Eighth Circle Savage. 
the eighth circle savage they actually said in the notes in the announcement the uh, patch notes that the reasoning uh, or the uh, adjustment was applied to both phases of battle having hp reduced now the reason was in our endeavor to create an encounter more challenging than asphodelus the fourth circle savage the team responsible for final adjustments spent a great deal more time than usual working on balance for this raid battle. Under, under normal circumstances, the DPS of this team serves as a base for determining a boss HP value that results in clears as close to the time limit as possible. However, as extra time was dedicated to testing this battle, the team's overall performance proved to be higher than usual. As a result, the base values used for adjustments were too high, and the final values roughly 1% higher than intended. We have reduced the boss's HP to bring the battle in line with our initial balance projections. We apologize for any inconvenience caused. Uh, so basically, <laughs> they, were, they, they nerfed and then threw a little shade. They were like, our team is so good <laughs> that... Um, yeah, we miscalculated things a little bit, resulting in them having to nerf the HP. So let's take this on two fronts. Kronos, what is your overall thought of the nerf? Should they have done this, or should they have let it ride out and see what happens? Uh, two, what does that do as far as adequately judging whether the delaying of Savage was a good or bad thing? Uh, and then three, we can get into it in, in a little bit here, and that's going to be more the like the balance and job tuning stuff. So let's set that aside for a second. And let's talk about just the change itself. Yeah, you're probably going to have to shut me up on this topic, honestly. Um, <laughs> so I don't think they should have nerfed it. I don't think the boss's health was the problem. I actually think their post, as much as I love, like I, I, I can't say enough. I love this dev team. I think they're very good at their job. I think Yoshi P is awesome. I think this post is kind of BS, honestly. <laughs> I think they saw a bunch of people are wiping to 1% in rages, and they were like, 1% seems good, let's just chop that off. And that's what they did. Uh, I believe they tested it. I don't think that... See, here's the thing, and I believe they have good testers. I do. Um, but you have to test with different compositions, right? And I think that's yeah, probably the issue here. You need because... to test with the worst composition. Because, yeah, the, at least the worst 5% composition. Like, I mean, because I think if you're a, like if you're trying to take rating somewhat seriously, your comp should have at least the 5% buff. Uh, so that means, like, triple range should be viable. And triple range, uh, you're, week one, you probably, you were having a tough time killing this boss if you were triple ranged. Um, and I don't think it was the health that was the issue. We'll get into the other things on the third point. But, like, basically, keep it short. I don't think the boss's health was the problem. I think they could have probably left it alone because I think also, even if you think the boss's health was the problem, it's more of a week one problem than anything because people get gear. And like, yeah, the week one clear rate wasn't great. It was worse, much worse than last year, and I know they want to bring that up because you want that to look good. Uh, but I think if you were going to already wait a couple weeks to do this anyways, like why even do it at that point? That's kind of the way I feel about it. Uh, because, yeah, maybe. People are just going to get gear, and then the checks are not going to matter, anyways. To an ex to an extent, obviously there's trickle down. The thing that worries me going forward um, is now I think the way people look at week one groups is probably going to change because of this. Um, 
I think you're going to see a lot of groups that aren't going to like take people playing comfort jobs. They're going to probably just require you to play what's good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then I think you're going to see a lot of like not the world first players, but like that the step down, the people that are like just looking for that week one clear in the first seven days. Uh, they're probably going to require you to have an alt so that you can split clear. I think that's probably going to be a thing going forward too. Um, I'm not like again this. I don't think this really much affects me at all. I just I enjoy watching this part of the game because I mean I, I don't want to play 18 hours a day for the first week for like four days. Right. Um, but I just it does make me a little sad. So, what do you think, Tark? Ah, uh, so I'm all for gear gating. I know that sounds weird. Um, I, I'm okay with needing to do, you know, the fights multiple times, get gear to finish the tiers. So that's, I, I was okay with Gordius and I was okay with Midas back in the day because those were hard gear gated. Um, I, I, I'm with Kronos. I don't think they should have nerfed it. I mean, they buffed up Paladin uh, and I think Warrior a little bit too. So that, uh, alleviated some of the concerns with tanks having to switch jobs just to get the clear because there was a, a big discrepancy between Paladin and Warrior versus Dark Knight and Gunbreaker. There was like, what, 800 to 1,000 DPS difference uh, if you chose the, the Optimum set. So uh, bringing that up in line might have just been the cure. And like Chrono said, there's gear that we're going to be getting uh, as it is. So I, I don't understand the need to nerf it. Uh, week one's already done. Just let it play out and then do better next time. All right, so. so counterpoint on why I could maybe see them justifying a uh, a nerf like this when they did there. If the rates of week one completion were much lower than intended, and that was on top of teams going in with slight edges in gear versus previous tiers then I can see looking at that data and saying, wow, not only are we not on par, but what we thought might happen, which with having this initial little bit of a gear edge versus this savage than previous savages, um, not even that helped bring us or keep us level. Our completion rates have dropped down when the way we've implemented things would have really forecasted in almost everybody's eyes a bit of a bump in completion rates rather than a dip of any type, let alone a big one, Kronos. Any validity to that type of thinking? So, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I think that's the problem where I feel like they were looking in the wrong direction. Because I think the problem with that statement isn't the boss's HP. I think it's... Because, okay, so your typical week one group, right? Not your world first raiders. Like, just the yeah, people yeah, that are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to I mean, play. world first raiders are in the category all of their own. And you can't, you can't tune a game to them at all, you're, or you're going to you be unemployed. You, so. you can't. And and also, like, they should already be in the mindset where, like, if red mage ain't working, they got to be able to play black mage. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's just how they have to play. But what your what your typical, you know, you're going to recruit a guy, and he, and he plays red mage. And that's it, right? And you're going to recruit a person, and... They play, you know, uh, Paladin, right? Like, and so if you make too many of those decisions, you probably were not getting a week one clear unless you played, like, out of your mind perfectly. Um, and that that was the difference between clears was, like, just... A, but, like, you know, if, like Tark said, if you switch to, like, Gunbreaker, Dark Knight, Samurai, Dancer, 
you know, you're you're going to have a, a huge advantage DPS wise. And I mean, you, the thing is, you could make the argument that it's the boss's health that's the problem. But I think if you just look at it that way, like it's the jobs that need to be brought up, and then the de- then the boss's health isn't a problem at all. Um, and so I I think also like Which, when you look at tri- okay, but then I think that they would have looked at it more holistically if if they thought that was the case, if they agreed with you and said. We might have a damage problem, not a health problem, but a jobs problem across the board. Then I, I don't think you nerf one, you, or you you make changes to one fight and just say, okay, we'll just reduce the health. I, I don't think you make changes to one fight and one singular fight unless you honestly believe through the data analytics that it's this one fight that is the difference. Not the P5S clear, not the P6S clear, or 7S clear, or the performance of mixed groups along the lines there. You, you, like, I feel like there has to be a, not just, hey, let's fix this and get our clear rates up, we can cut some health off the boss. I feel like they had to look at it and go, everything's performing the way we would expect it to now. It's that fight that isn't performing what? the way we would expect it to. I'm- I'm not saying that everything has to be like everything should do the same amount of DPS. No, no, no. That that's that's why I use the phrase performing yeah. as we expect it to um, right now. But I think a discrepancy that that we have right now is kind of bad. Like Red Mage is losing to physical ranged. Yeah, and that I guess we just, can just kind of segue now into tuning now, which is something yeah, you wanted yeah. to discuss that goes along with this conversation. Like, like you're better if you're running triple ranged and and one of your players can play Red Mage or like. Bard, you're better bringing a bard dancer than you are bringing a double case. There's just so many weird things right now that like, and 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 they have to have access to that data. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think like they they say they practice this, which I believe they did, but I I really feel like they didn't really like exhaust a lot of different things that like so double melee right now. Like basically, if before this change and probably even after this change, to be honest, if you're not running double melee right now, I wish you the best of luck on P8s, because the difference between bringing a melee and a second caster right now is the biggest like gap I've seen since the beginning of Shadowbringers. Um, and and melee uptime now, like they've they've designed these fights to like so that's not much of an issue as long as you might have to work a little bit for it, but I mean you also have to work to not miss casts too, like a black yeah. page is working too. Yeah. It's not like they're not. Um, so like, yeah, just, it's just weird that like it, and, and like I said, if you just make one of the two of two or three of those decisions where you're taking that, just a job that's just like performing a little bit less than the other job, it adds up and adds up and adds up. And yeah, the check, the, the DPS check compounds it. But I just think that the job, like, I mean, there's, there's smarter people that be that have done the math too. So like, I, I would say like, if you want to go on Twitter and have conversations with them too, like I, I would recommend at least like reading it just cause I think I really think it's the job, I, and and like I, I kind of had a hunch they might nerf the health of this boss just because of like the things that were happening. But I really, I really think that there's more jobs that need to be fixed other than paladin and warrior number one. I don't think I I still don't think the paladin and warrior changes are enough because they're still going to significantly lose to Gunbreaker Dark Knight. But it, but again, yeah. we're at we're past week one now, so like the, your comp matters a lot less. So this is really what I'm saying. This is like really just a week one problem. So we were already past the point where we needed to nerf it anyways, and like they could have just waited to buff in the point five. And I think people would have made well, a then complaint a little maybe, bit. But... Maybe maybe that's the rationale then, right? Okay, let's nerf the health on this hurdle right now because the real fix is not something we can implement quickly. 
Sure. The, this is a quick fix that band-aids the current problem while saying, okay, I think then though, Tark, I would have liked to have seen a little more acknowledgement than just saying, hey, our team was so good yeah. that, you know, maybe say, <laughs> maybe say our team was so good, they did this and stuff, but we do recognize now that we're getting massive amounts of player data that there are big gaps in certain areas. These are some of the ones that we're taking a close look at now. In the interim, we have nerfed the HP to compensate for some of these gaps while we look at longer-term fixes. Because I don't think anybody looks at this and says, well, you could nerf the health of the boss, and that's a couple-second update on Tuesday morning, right? When <laughs> when you go load in. Or we start talking job balance, job tuning across the board uh, in specifics with the current round of Savages. And the last thing you want is something that they have done before, right? Implement a change to a class or a class's set of abilities that overtune the shit out of them real quick, and then they have to peel them back. I mean, you, you certainly don't want to get caught in that loop again. No. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that uh, initial post about why they changed it maybe was a, a little tone deaf, but that's when I appreciated the, uh, going a little bit more in depth with Paladin and their posts about why they felt that Paladin needed the buffs that it got. Right. Um, namely, because there were some buffs in that designed patch. designed to be at range. Yeah. yeah. Th it wasn't just this fix that was in that patch. Yeah. Um, so Paladin got some potency bur uh, buffs to its uh, magical range set, a.k.a. its burst window. Um, and they acknowledged that the design of Paladin is to also incorporate you know, stepping away from the boss and Paladin still being able to deal damage from range better than other tanks. Um, them not having the same kind of burst windows as the other tanks means they have a better sustained damage, but that's offset now because they've made these hitboxes so ginormous that they, you know, you're almost always in contact with the boss. And I think the last boss is one of those edge room bosses so like you, you barely ever have any time where you're not able to hit them so um and they're acknowledge that they're going to make some actual changes to paladin in 6.3 so that's exciting i just wish they would go more in depth with the rest of the jobs that are kind of having some issues still or or you could leave the group that's funneled you equipment and go get a different raid group oh that's such enough <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw a little shade at my friend Haps. I didn't even understand the whole story until I, I was like, yeah. I was like, so wait, the group fell apart. He left because that's what happened because the group was falling apart. And then wait, people are mad because they funneled him. Gear. Whatever. He's addressed it himself now too. It's, oh, uh, has he? I didn't see. I didn't yeah, see. The, the group didn't even fall apart. He went back and. Like, I mean, they're still going. Oh. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. So, it's double yeah. nothing it at this point. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, initially, that was... Somebody had an emergency, and it was it was looking yeah, like were, the group wasn't yeah. going to be able to continue. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I think we'll get there, Kronos. I, I, I think the, the that this is I, the, hey, we got to quick fix this because the real fixes are going to take a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll, they'll figure it out. I just wish they were a bit faster with it when I think the data is readily available that they can see and it kind of sucks that they nerfed something that I was progging. I feel bad for that too. Like per that's just like a personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You get that um, asterisk now. 
but right. I mean, I don't really give a shit about that. But I mean, I you know, I you know, I was progging the fight, but it, it it's it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Busted balls. <laughs> Takao says it shows people not being happy with how something doesn't raid. The only thing that gets a job to work on worked on. Uh, it's not the only thing, but uh, it is a big one. Uh, you know, whether whether you like it or not, it is a big contributor. It is yeah. certainly not the number one contributor. I, I would say no. Yeah, I mean, also, like, if that was the case, they would never change any AOE abilities. Right. <laughs> AOE abilities don't even matter in raid right. half the time. They matter in the dungeon. They do. <laughs> they They'll do. matter in the point five <laughs> dungeon. I can't wait. Criterion. It's coming. It's coming. Bird. I was on uh, Ginger Prime's podcast yesterday, and we got sidetracked talking about Criterion Dungeons. I can't wait. I can't wait. Good stuff. I hope they're good. Oh, thanks. I hope they're good. Me too. Because if we go in there and like, oh god, they suck. <laughs> it's just gonna mm. be. It's just gonna hurt my soul. It's, well, it's just, just gonna hurt my soul. It's just gonna make me more upset that I'm farming them out. If it sucks. Because <laughs> there's definitely gonna be at least about probably two. All right, let's go and uh, talk about other Square Enix news. In this case, the uh, Square Enix Connect. Square Enix Connect. Uh, there were a ton of items at the Square Enix Connect. So let's just kind of run down the order that they had uh, had them all summarized on Square's uh, official site. Octopath Traveler 2 is announced. Uh, and awesome. Yes, February 24th, and it's going to be for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Switch, and Steam. All at the same Direct time. Xbox. All at the same time. Yeah, get ready. yeah, come on. Like, you didn't see it coming? Uh, <laughs> well, they, they have the first one. I don't have the first one on my PlayStation. Yeah, they had the first one ages after the fact. This time, we will be seeing them come to PS4, 5, Switch, and Steam all simultaneously. Still going to be in that, like, HD, 2D style. They've actually enhanced this style even more. And I'll tell you what, watching the trailer, I was like, God, I love this style, man. I absolutely love this style, and they just keep iterating on it in ways like there's enhanced camera motion in some of these like flybys and cutscenes, and the way your character moves through the environment. Eight stories again, intertwining in various ways along the along the path, uh, so to speak. Have all yeah, the, the eight path. yeah, have all the individual uh, character functions, bribing, and things like that. They've introduced a day-night cycle that will change what's going on in the world and how people react during that. And they said, oh, by the way, we have heard your feedback, Kronos. Party characters will interact more and in a more meaningful way. So one of those things we were worried about, some future RPGs, particularly 16, maybe not having, they are pointing out, hey, we heard your feedback. There's going to be more going on between these characters here. This was like my my huge thumbs up moment uh, when I saw this. It looks beautiful. It's in February, so we got like five months before we're going to see it. The break and boost battle system has come back. They've also added in, don't call it a limit break, but it's a limit break. <laughs> uh, so charge the meter and you unleash a special attack. Chef's kiss. Looking forward to this one. Looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm excited for this one too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say I was gonna send it to Tark first, just because he's been playing oh, oh. Uh, Live Alive, which you know very Fly much, alive. very much in this vein. It's Live a Live. 
it's live alive. It's live alive. No, it's live alive. Get it? It's live alive. Get it? I would like to call living, it. Living, that living a live, live. live. Yeah, whatever. Living a live. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're living a character's live. I know it should be life, but whatever. Uh, but anyway, you're playing a game very much like you know that this yeah. is on the back of same vein, right? Same yeah. vein. Mm-hmm. You've played Octopath Traveler. Are you? Uh, are is this? <laughs> you haven't. Uh, I've played maybe an hour of one character story. Why? <laughs> what you did you not like it? I just no, that's not it at all. It's just fourteen at that time just sucked up all the time I had, you know, between you know real life job and stuff. And so the plan is to do one and two. I would love if they bring one to the PS5, PS4, you know, before two comes out. I can get trophies. Wow. I, I will. I'll be playing. I talk about. <sighs> before two comes out talk to your boy radio when did i put that in talk, though talk to your boy radio for me i need to oh replace a host i need to replace a host okay you haven't played dark cloud you week. haven't you haven't played octave oh dark cloud's a great game two is better but one is good as well uh, did the series yeah anyways you haven't played <laughs> octopath traveler i think i gotta I fire you it's so good and this trailer was badass chronos it was badass yeah no i'm excited for this um i really want to see how they like intertwine because I mean they intertwined before but it was just yeah. really half ass it really um, was and I think that's why they made the point to say we hear you yeah things are gonna get a little more personal between so, the characters here I, I hope more that's true yeah I hope that's true I hope there's the, the overarching story is better than it was at the last one like the one that kind of the thing that kind of like is supposed to bring them all together yeah um I, I did find it interesting that the classes seem the same even though the characters are different mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah um, so no new classes, they're just different characters, which, may, I mean, they could probably have different abilities and stuff, too, but the battle system in this game is, like, top-notch anyways. So. 100%. Yeah, I'm if, excited. You, if you're missing your turn-based fix from, like, Final Fantasy... And this is it. This is as good Dragon as you're Quest, gonna get. <laughs> this, this, is what you, this is what you're looking for it's, here. It's, it's funny, this... I feel like I draw more, like... it's To me, this feels more like a Persona game, just, like, different style. Like, the way the mm. battle system work, functions feels like a Persona game to me. Like, the way weaknesses and stuff work. Right. But okay. uh, Yeah, I get that. I don't know if any of you noticed this, but I had to screen cap this. This is a moment. It's just a flash in the trailer. But I was like, oh, it's the Chrono Trigger courthouse scene. <laughs> so a little little screenshot for you there. Little screenshot. Yeah, and, and you don't have to wait. Like, it's, yeah, going to come out on other things. Uh or it's going to come out on Nintendo, but it's coming out on everything else on the same day too, including PC. That's huge. That's huge. Quick question though: if yeah. They keep refining this engine and keep making it look better and better. Like I know we've all been. I want a Final Trigger. Fantasy in it. Uh, I want to. I want to see six in it. I think six would yes. be amazing in this. Yes. But do you think? I know we've been resistant about Chrono Trigger, saying it's it's perfect as it is. You don't need to remake it. But if they keep refining it and and optimizing it and making it look like, oh, this trailer was just amazing and beautiful. Square just makes me so nervous these days. No. (laughs) I still say no. So if you put six and it does, and it's amazing. You do six and you win me over with six or even four. I'll go with you on four too. Like you do one of those, but they're not going to touch those. They did the, they're not going to risk it. Yeah. They did the pixel remasters and they're like, those were well received enough that we're done. Like, I mean, it it took them 30 years to do seven. (laughs) 
Like so, <laughs> it's gonna take. They're they're gonna have to really get pushed to do it. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it. I would like it. It would be cool. Me too. You don't even have to change anything. You don't even have to change anything. Nope. Like, but that's also something that scares me too. Is they feel they have the need that they have to change things, but. Then we have Theatrhythm Final Bar Line coming February 16th for the PlayStation 4 and this Switch. This probably the most off guard. Me too. This one. Me too. Yeah. So that is February 16th, and then Octopath the following week on the 24th. February, my wallet is going to be hurting because then we have Forspoken just a few weeks earlier, right? If, if, if I end up that, getting that. And then we're, there's going to be another one that we're going to be talking about just down this uh. list a little bit. This one surprised me a lot. Uh, in fact, it caused me, Kronos, to go ahead and, uh, and whip out Curtain Call last night. I did the same thing, it, too. <laughs> did you really? It had yeah. been so long since I played it. I, I whipped out the old uh, DS there, or 3DS, and started playing some more Curtain Call. You know me in Rhythm Games chat. Like I love them and play them on this stream often. We will definitely be playing this on this stream. And it's nice to see it coming for the Switch and the PS4. Uh, up until now, yes. they have only been handheld on the, the 3DS. One thing I am curious about, if you're into this rhythm game, you already know what you're getting here with a few additions of soundtracks. We're getting like almost 400 tracks from across the series and spinoffs and DLCs that are going to dip into Octopath and Nier and Saga and stuff like that. So all the music you could ever want. But one thing I am a little curious about is somebody who has sunk way too much time into Curtain Call, <laughs> Kronos, is it being on PlayStation 4 and Switch. I don't know about you, but I tend to play stuff. with the stylus. I do the same thing. More yeah, I than I play with the controls, yeah. the button controls. And so uh, you can play with both. Like you don't have to play with the stylus. You can do the commands with with your thumbs. But like the di the diagonal pressing doesn't seem to always be reliable, uh, as reliable as the stylus. So I'm a little concerned there on how good I'll be compared to how good I'm on here with having to use a controller control scheme. But other than that, day one for me. Day I'm one. Instantly buying this. Probably buy all the DLC too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker for this. It's probably one that's gonna cause my channel to get taken down. Watch there be some copyright thing that happens because it's just sheer oh. music. They they apparently have been up people's butts on YouTube about striking down anything live alive music related. Yep. So yep. and that's and that's in this game, so Yep. Yep. Well is it, I, I, that'll be in the DLC, yeah. I hope not. It's unfortunate, but it'll probably happen. So what's weird, by the way, is this is coming as a digital deluxe and a premium digital deluxe that has different things bundled and some of the DLC bundled in it. But there is also a physical copy uh, that is going to be releasing, but no physical versions of like the deluxe or the you know premium deluxe. It's just a base game for the physical. That really bums me out because uh, if I want if if I want that those digital goodies, I'm going to have to actually buy the game twice because, of course, I'm buying the physical version of this game. Like, I have to. I have to. So that kind of bums me out, Tark. I know you're not huge on rhythm games. Have you ever played the Rhythm, Tark? We have talked about this, and I have not. Um, I am 50-50 on if I play this or not. I'm not good at them. 
and I don't want to This one's super in easy to get into, by the way, though. This oh, is not like... My favorite music, too. Yeah, it's this like, is oh. not like you're playing, you know, DJ Max, and you're playing or... four and six and eight buttons and, and having to, you know, hit them. This is, like, literally, this game mode that you're seeing here is drawing on the stylus or tapping different uh, buttons in the beat. It doesn't matter for, like, those red notes which button you hit as long as you hit a button with the correct timing. So it's not it's not like Guitar Hero or DJ Max. Okay. Uh, that's not to say it's easy. You can, these, oh, they can get uh -huh. very difficult, but it's, I would say it's a, a lot more accessible than other rhythm-based games if you're not just a huge rhythm game person. Okay. There, there's also like four difficulties. And oh yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can level up your party members so that they can like fail more, so you can like still. Yeah, you pick your party song. from all the characters, and yeah. Okay. I'll level right. them up, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna turn on super noob mode, and I'm we'll gonna, see how I'm I do. gonna play some more after the show here today. <laughs> then we had a bit of a surprise with various day life being announced that it was released. It's out of nowhere. Yeah, coming to Nintendo Switch and title. Steam while the event happened and the PlayStation 4 very soon on uh, the 15th, so today, uh, compared to when. And it's by the team that brought you Octopath Traveler, Bravely Default, Triangle Strategy, and they build this as a very, very different RPG, Tark, where you're... Yeah, you, there is battles, but that's not the point. You're going to be doing jobs and secretary work and grocery shopping life and life simulating and everything and uh yeah i just want to say not only did this one and maybe you know maybe this is more for you guys than me this one is not for me and it is super mixed on steam reviews at the moment uh so it it just came out of nowhere, and it probably is just going to disappear just as fast as a fart, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this Direct is the Direct of the life simulators and farming and gathering. And, and God, well, there's like six or seven, and Square Enix has two of them in this Direct. Like, this, this is just insane with the no amount of farming. Oh, yeah, because the Harvestella demo is live, too, and I'm sure you've played it. I'm I'm sure you've... I, 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 it's been so miserable in my apartment that I, I haven't played anything. It was it was enough to do my island sanctuary last night, and then I was like, oh god, I just I'm just done sitting in this chair. Um, so I have not had a chance to check out that demo. I'm I am going to check it out though, and we'll let you know next week how I feel about it. Um, I just have no interest in I uh, in yeah. either of these. Here's my question: Like, so various day life is coming out for PlayStation and Switch and Steam, but Harvestella is only for Steam or switch like come on like why why square are you just like <laughs> making these i'm sure it's money i'm sure money is the reason why they're making these decisions but like i i would prefer to play harvestella and put it on my playstation and get some trophies let's go yeah but that's no. probably an audience play right that's like seeing you know how animal crossing and those types of games are received on the switch and saying that's the audience we're going for nintendo has that audience want to make a deal right i mean that's got to be the play for something like harvestella right chronos i think so yeah i think and yeah. it's also like i mean they don't have to like make different versions of the game i mean i know it's easier nowadays to do that but they're still 
extra work involved. And if the company like Nintendo is going to pay you to keep it exclusive, stuff like that, then yeah. Square Square seems like a company that takes the uh, like you know the easy road <laughs> if they can for we're, sure. We're going to talk about the easy road in just a little bit here before we wrap up. To is Nintendo paying to help develop or publish this? Why is Square Enix infatuated infatuated with Nintendo? Uh, Square Enix is infatuated with both Sony and Nintendo. It yeah. depends on the title. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII like doesn't. I mean, it's on PC now, but it took a while. Yeah, they're infatuated, and, and yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of that is a lot of that, of course, is money. Yeah, who's going to pay to to either help us cost share in developing it or pay for exclusivity, depending on how sought after the title may be. And then Kronos. I'm going to let you go on this one because I know you're super excited. We're all excited, but I know you're probably more excited than any of us to see some Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII reunion. Yeah, no, it looked good. looked um, amazing. Even though I'm not going to get this on Switch, I don't think. But, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited PlayStation to play 5, this. PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, yeah. and Steam I, all on December 13th. Like this, this is what I wish they would do with all their games. I do agree with Tark. I wish everything was just on everything. And they do it sometimes, and then sometimes yeah. they're just like, nah. <laughs> so, but it's, it's weird because this is a 7 game, too. Yep. So, yeah. um, but I'm and glad you can play remake on the Xbox. Yeah, also true. But you can play the prequel <laughs> or the prequel to the original game. I don't know, man. It's confusing. Yeah. But uh, timelines. It's hard. But no, it looks really good. Like it looks better than I thought it would look. Um, mm -hmm. I'm excited to play this not on a handheld, actually. So right. it's been a long time Word. actually since I've played uh, the original game. Uh, and then what else? Life is Strange, Arcadia, Bay Collection coming to Switch, and Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song has a release date of December 1st. Um, yeah, so... so many goddamn games. Yeah, from <laughs> December 1st through the end of February is just a massive Square Enix dump of games. Now, obviously, many won't buy all of them because they're hitting different target points, but there are a lot of people like us that are going to be picking up multiples uh, across this and then that's just a few months ahead of the projected Final Fantasy 16 release so it's nutty it is nutty Square stepping all over itself to sell since, you product since this isn't in the love it or leave it seg segment uh, does like the announcement of like the algorithm and like Octopath 2 does that affect you guys for Forspoken because it affects me I think I'm just curious. I don't think mm -hmm. so for me, Per. That's a good question. Like, because Theatrhythm is a definite pickup, Crisis Core is a definite pickup, uh, Octopath is a definite day one pickup. Like, all three of those are day one for me. I don't think it changes Forspoken, which is one I was probably going to wait a week okay. or two to see early reviews first. I was a I little early review. I was a little closer to maybe picking it up on release date than Tark certainly was. Uh, well, well I, uh, I watched Skill Up's early review that yeah, just came he, out. Yeah, he just had hands on a couple of days ago, yeah. And that bumped my meter up. I'm like 60% now. It's still you know, not 100% one. even after seeing Skill Up's video for me yet. It's still not there. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not there yet. Um but I think they're going in the right direction with what they're pushing out there, you know little by little trying to get that hype train built up to the release speaking of things not going right babylon's fall is closing gentlemen surprise surprise i don't think lightly. i don't think any, it's very sad 
I don't think anybody's surprised that it's closing, but I got to admit, I probably am a little surprised at how fast it happened. It'll be closing on February 27th, which if you count the early access, that is like a day before its one year anniversary. It didn't even make it to one year. It got announced basically nine months after it launched and it's, you know, or seven, eight months after it launched and they're going to keep it live until February 27th, but that's it. Season two is going to run until November 29th. Then they're going to try and do just like as many events and special rewards as they can until Monday, February 27th when it shuts down. Oof. Maybe this puts the the, the cork in about Platinum's plans of making more live service games. I'm like, yeah, just right. I I wonder if it was even Platinum's idea to make it a... I don't think it was. No, I don't Uh, think think it was. I think it was Square. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I can't believe they didn't see this coming, to be honest. Like, it was so obvious, I feel like. We all said it. Even after we played the beta, we were like, there's no way this game succeeds. And it's funny. It was not good. After this announcement, because usually when, like, they announce stuff like this, you'll see a little bit of a surge of, like, people being like, oh, let me go try that before, you know, it's gone for good. And they, because I think they're going to delist it, too. Yeah. Um, There were six people on this team. (laughs) Like, after this announcement, like, that night. So it's, uh, yeah. Not great. Not great. Uh, and then let's double oof that because speaking of Forspoken, the team did see our feedback over some of the less than stellar marketing talk that we were talking mm-hmm. about the, on this show that they put up on social media. Uh, uh, the team's creative director or creative producer, Ryo Mitsuo, Mitsuo said uh, it was unexpected to see the reactions on the social media post. Basically, we used existing footage from previous trailers and put something together as a social media post. And yeah, it kind of went viral in a way. That's not the direction we thought it was going to go. But I have to admit, some of the memes are actually pretty funny, so I got a good laugh out of it. But you know, for us, it's not something that we're concerned with. You should be. We're obviously (laughs) leaving a lot of information on the table because we're taking dialogue and scenes out of context. Forspoken is a very narrative-driven game. It's a very story-based game. We don't want to ruin that experience in our marketing campaign. So basically saying they're being selective by what they put in there, uh, um, advertisement stuff, and to which I say that still doesn't mean that you release a shitty video yeah. that doesn't <laughs> represent the game well, very well. <laughs> Marvel's very selective about what they put in a trailer. Yeah. They it doesn't do. mean the, tra- the trailers are typically good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. To the point yeah. where they'll you know, grease over a, a character and edit it out for the trailer, right? Yeah, people still like that trailer. Still like that trailer, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Feedback that I know you gave to Tark in terms of conversations between Frey and Kaf, her little companion there, the frequency that they talk to each other can be adjusted from the accessibility (laughs) menu. Thank God, because during that, uh, those couple of videos, they just did not shut the hell up. Yeah, what did Skillup say? Uh, just nonstop. Like, oh my god, that would make me want to not play this game. So yep. I'm glad there's 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 some sort of slider or adjustment um, because I don't need you know banter of that level. I, I've heard there's other games that are you know heavy banter. So like a Xenoblade Saga, uh, Xenoblade uh, Chronicles games. Uh, so I, I was thinking about getting into those, but I don't know if I want to deal with all that. That just seems a little much. Great mm-hmm. games. Great games. Got them on my Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have the physical versions if you want to borrow them. Uh, okay. Square Enix, triple oof, by the way. Triple? Jesus. Triple oof. 
I mean, this is possibly an oof. Square Enix is open, according to PSU.com, to joint ventures or taking a minority stake in its own studios due to rising development costs. Now, we had reported on this show previously that they were exploring selling stakes in studios that they had. But this goes kind of a step further, saying joint ventures and even minority stakes in its own studios just to help combat rising costs. This from Square Enix's financial report, which the transcripts were made uh, finally available. The call was actually at the end of August, but now the translated transcripts are available, saying that uh, having full ownership, something that they they're used to doing with companies, has just like uh, been too risky at this point. With costs being so high, capital structures, portfolio, they want sustained growth. Basically, Marvel Avengers screwed them. Like, it really screwed mm. them over to the point where they lost so much money, it put stress on the rest of the business, not just that creative business unit. And so now they're possibly open to partners even becoming uh, the minority holder of some of their studios. Matsuda saying, the cost of developing a single title is on the rise as such, owning studios outright means that while you can expect major returns, your downside risk is also substantial. The risk of this is greater than expected earnings volatility. Therefore, rather than insisting on full ownership, we want to additionally adopt other approaches such as forming joint ventures and taking minority stakes so that we'll be able to hedge our investment risk, thereby controlling our volatility and achieving both growth and the optimal balance sheet profile. So, yeah. I mean, hope it works or, out. Hope it works out. Or, or you just merged with Sony. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if, you're, if they're planning a merger, this, this isn't something you do, right? Am I crazy for thinking that? Like, <sighs> it seems like they have some, some money issues going on right now. <laughs> I mean... I... <sighs> I'm just saying, if that's the plan, like if there's some secret plan for Sony to buy them, you don't give other yeah, people minority stake in your studio. Well, they're talking about the individual studios, not Square Enix holders. Right, 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 right. But I mean, but, but Sony would purchase it as a whole as it is now, right? I mean, that right. would be the deal. Right. And you you could, if those talks are happening, which have been rumors for a long time, and we've addressed them here too, if those talks are happening maybe in an unofficial capacity, this is something you can very easily say publicly to say, yeah, we're for sale or okay. we're open to partners. Or maybe you also use it to get a few, a few more people kicking the tires, right, Tark? Uh, a couple sure. other people. If so Sony, you ain't the only dog in town. We're letting the world know that we're open to partnerships that we haven't historically been open to uh, could also be a type of play here. I, yeah, I guess it depends on how much stock you put in the Sony rumors. Trying to get some more suitors. Trying to get people to woo exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Uh, bump up that uh, that bottom line or that that top end offer, maybe. Tark, I know this is going to make you very happy, but the stunning, massive success that is Power Wash Simulator on PC oh is coming to PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. That was just announced today. I threw it in here very quickly. The super soothing simulator is already available with Game Pass for PC and console on Xbox Cloud Gaming 
for purchase on Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Windows 10, and PC via Steam, but now it is coming to PlayStation 4, 5, and the Switch later this year. Ding, you can go wash stuff. Let's go over and do Love It or Leave It. Love it or leave it is the way we end every episode of the Relic Grind here on Ready Check Radio. It's where I'm going to give you something Square Enix related and you tell me whether you love it, want more of it, or leave it, throw it away, and never see it again. Today I want one of each, gentlemen, no gray area, the Nintendo Direct SE title that you love and the one that you want to leave. I'm going to give mine first. I It's very hard, the love for me. Theatrhythm, Octopath, back and forth, back and forth. I'm going to give it to Theatrhythm, but just barely on the love it. Uh, that does not diminish my love for Octopath at all. And uh, I'm I'm sorry. I've even forgotten the name of the one that that I don't like. I got to open that. The Various Daylife. Yeah, that, that one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although Harvestella isn't, isn't far behind it. Go ahead, Dark. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Crisis Core. I. I love that, that Nintendo gets a piece of the Final Fantasy VII pie. Uh, I'm going to leave uh, Life is Strange because it's already out in so many various forms. Like, it doesn't need to be part of a collection. Like, w- whatever. Kronos. Yeah, for me, actually, it's the algorithm too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's close, though. It's close. I, I actually think it... For mine, it's not as close. Funny enough, like I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna definitely buy Crisis Core and Octopath too. But like the at rhythm for me, like that was like I, I instantly knew. Yeah, that was like I'm buying all the DLC. I don't care how many songs. It like, was. They, they, it was they, so they fun seeing it too. Like I expected Crisis Core to be talked about. I expected. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I won't say I expected Octopath Traveler too, but I wouldn't have been surprised uh, by it showing up. The at rhythm like came out of nowhere for me. Yeah, I thought Curtain Call was it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to make another game, hence the name. Uh, but <laughs> um, but yeah, if I'm going to leave it, I'm, I'm going to go with Tark 2. I'm going to say Life is Strange. I just don't really care much for the series, and I don't know. Like I, I feel like I would buy the various Day Life game before I bought that, so I'm just going to say Life is Same. Strange. That's, a, that's trouble. That's trouble right there. That's going to do it for us here on the Relic Grind on Ready Check Radio. No Faye after the show today. She is just finishing up recovering from COVID. She wanted me to tell you she promises she will be back next Thursday. She's feeling a lot better. She doesn't have the Rona anymore, but still feeling just a little sluggish after recovery. So you'll see Faye streaming next week. Don't miss the Gaming Gumbo Saturday at 7 p.m. where we'll be talking the Nintendo Direct in full, uh, minus the Square Enix bits, and uh, the Tokyo Game Show, which has started today and is going on throughout the next few days. We're going to talk about all of that with Yod and Dom. Join us Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Until then, where can everybody find you, Kronos? Yeah, same as always, the Twitter. Um, I got more mounts to get. Probably post about that. Football's back in full swing, if you want to talk about that. Uh, And then, yeah, I'll probably be keeping my eye on the TGS stuff, too, because I'm sure there'll be a ton of Square Enix stuff. Tark. Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkoth Gaming. I know I've been a little uh, absent the last two weeks, but it's been absolutely hell here. So things will be back in swing uh, this upcoming Monday. So tune in for that. Yep. And obviously, yeah, anything Square Enix, their showcase is what? It's tomorrow. Well, today, (laughs) Tokyo's time, uh, but tomorrow. So yeah, anything Square talks about, I'm sure... You know, we already talked about 16 not being on the slate, but that doesn't mean they won't be I saw, there. 
I saw some things on Twitter that uh-huh. uh, that, seem that to point in the direction that, that is there. That beg to differ with the published yeah. schedule. We'll bring it all to next week's show to talk about it all. Until then, gang, I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at MagicMan1, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and you'll get a tweet every time we go live with a stream or podcast. Until next time, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. Later. Power wash simulator, whatever.